0: I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Aston Villa won Manchester City 3 in what can only be described as an ultimately... Well, it can be described in a lot of ways, but I'm going to describe it as an ultimately frustrating game. A game whereby uh, I think the first 45 minutes could uh, be synopsized with um, the the sentence uh, intimidated, uh, overrun and uh, unable... I think is how I would describe the first half because that's what we looked like um looked very um very sheepish looked like let's let's get out of here as quick as possible there was there was a feeling of that um, I talked about at the start of the the back four being a considerable worry um whoosh is all I can say about the back four in the first first half an hour like whoa. um I didn't expect them to be that bad uh, in the first half hour. Um I didn't expect them to be that bad. Uh, but Man City took their foot off the pedal or we grew into it, whatever way you want to see it. Um, either way, we didn't win the game, so it's irrelevant, I suppose, in a lot of ways. Uh, but the second half was <clears throat> a bit easier to watch from an Aston Villa point of view in some instances. But um, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep on banging the drum on this one. Whatever about, about not buying another striker because I did, I do have, and I did always have faith when Ollie Watkins to get double digits again this season. I never thought our back four, I, I, I never thought we'd enough in reserve in the back if somebody got injured, and it just showed today. I, I I'm sorry, and like we don't go here and spit feathers about about defenders, but I, I can't, I can't see that from Callum Chambers. I, I can't. I can't see that from Dini again. Like, like it was, times it was really poor there in the first half. That, that the, the second goal, was it the second goal or was it the third goal? No, second goal because the third goal was the penalty. Like, I don't know, is it even worth discussing? We all know what happened. We all know what went wrong. Like, literally, if he had turned and let it hit off his ass and it dropped dead, he would have had more chance of being able to get to it to to clear it. I, and I, I know a lot of people might say, look, he was trying to head it back to Emi Martinez. He was heading it away from goals, textbook, you know, everything. He did everything right, but he didn't. He headed it to Erling Haaland, the most deadly striker probably in world football when he's given a chance like that. And yes, he didn't score, but the ball comes fizzed, gets fizzed across the, across the box. And Ashley Young didn't cover himself in glory in a couple of instances in this game either today. You know? So I thought across our back four, we were very lost is the word I would use for it, lost um midfield I, th- I i genuinely thought bubakar kamara was carrying an injury for the first 15 minutes looked very out of sorts we were very open in midfield very open um which there's no way to do naimory told him go and be that open um i put up a statistic online that said uh, i actually got my maths wrong go figure can't spell can't add um Ollie Watkins, Buendia, Bailey, and Jacob Ramsey, I think it was, the four of them together uh, added up, had less touches Uh, at the time I put it up than Emmerich Laporte. They had 49 touches between them. About 15 minutes into the second half, Emmerich Laporte had 62 touches. And that's the way we were trending. That's the way we were looking from an attacking point of view. Um, now, we did get a goal. And I'm going to say this. There was two very, very positive points in this game. <clears throat> Ollie Watkins' finish was nothing short of brilliant. And I, I, I've seen people online say, oh, yeah, but Traderson didn't even make an effort for it. I don't care. His finish was still brilliant. Um, and I, I actually don't think that he didn't make an effort. I just don't think he expected him to go across him like that. Put it in that corner. So fair play to Ollie Watkins. I thought that was a good finish. John Duran, obviously, coming on, I thought was a real plus point. By the way, before I get on to the one that hit the crossbar, anyone else see him do a flying arse a couple of times? See him jumping for the ball and just cocking his uh, his posterior and nudging into fellas? Well, more than nudging into fellas. Anyone else see that? Anyone else see that? Um, but yes, I, I see in the comments just roll up here, guys, and, and and I think that it's it would be criminal to start Leon Bailey next week. I thought of all the players in the field. Some of them were playing, uh, were... We're just not good enough, and that's fine. I don't mind if you give effort and you're not good enough. And Colin Chambers, fair play to him, didn't give up once during the game. Was, was just like, from an effort point of view, 110%. Cannot fault him from an effort point of view. He just isn't a good enough centre-half for Aston Villa. He's, he's, and, and that's like that's not... I hope I hope people don't, don't, don't take that as being overly negative. That's just my view on it. Somebody like, like Leon Bailey, I thought, was a bit uh, uncourageous. Is the word I will put today. Uncourageous would be the word I would put put with regards to his performance. He's so much more in his locker. We're not seeing it in the Premier League. We're not seeing it consistently in the Premier League. And I go I go back to that to the to the tackle from, from Diaz. I, I would apologize to anybody who maybe didn't catch the irony in my tweet. Um he takes a horrible touch, Leon Bailey. Like like your touch needs to be better in that instance. And Diaz comes in with a tackle that <clears throat> look. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad a tackle, but I think it was definitely a free. Probably a yellow card, maybe, I think. I don't think it was that bad. But the commentators went off as if it was a perfect challenge. And that's what I put in my tweet. I said, Leon Bailey's heavy touch leads to a perfect challenge from Diaz uh, and so on. I don't think it was a perfect challenge. I think it was a free. But there's just little instances like that. We saw it against Leicester as well. He, looks, he looked, I don't know. Un, I I don't like. I'm I'm specifically using a word that I don't even know as a word. I'm specifically phrasing it as uncourageous. um, because I'm not going to ever call anybody a coward, um, specifically when they put on the jersey, they're our players. They put on the jersey and they go out and uh, and they play the game. I don't know what way it went on or what's going on in anybody's head, but I just think that he. You know, there was there was bigger, stronger people out there, and I think that he might have been injured. He might get, he might have been afraid to get injured or whatever. And and if that's the case, then we need to that needs to be. He needs help with that. He needs he needs to be helped around that situ- that's that side of things because he was pretty ineffectual today. Yeah, he, he, for for long periods of the first half, he I'm sorry for long periods of the game, we only had two shots on target, and he had both of them. One of them was going a mile wide, and the other one was the other one was blocked, I think. Um, so. So there are definite concerns after that game. I think it's more disappointment for me because, you know, when the team was announced at the start, I didn't, I did feel our back four was going to be frail without Tyrone Mings there. Um, and I have said I've been, and I'm going to continually hammer on to it. Um, there is going to be open heart surgery on that, and that back four. It's, it's, it's just not good enough. It's not a good enough unit. It's good enough in, to get us, get us points in games. It's not a consistent enough unit. Um, and today it was less than consistent for the full ha- first, first half as well. Um, oh, I forgot about the penalty. Jack Reedish penalty. Uh, look, it's a penalty. Uh, for me, it's a penalty. I know other people might disagree, and I'm not here to tell you how you should think about it, but uh, I think it's a penalty. I think it's naive from Jacob Ramsey. He goes for two bites. He tried to drag him back first off, and then the second one. I don't know why he goes around, goes to try and, and kind of tackle him the way he did. Jack Grealish like we know Jack Grealish is going to go. Like he was he was clipped. Jack Grealish was going to go over. You know, and he did. And he won a penalty. And it was a penalty for me. And look, just the way it goes. But um saying that, I still I think the referee didn't give freeze to Aston Villa players, namely Ashley Young on one or two occasions, and Douglas Louise in around the box there in the second half. Just two that, that come to come to mind for me. But Man City were a different outfit today. There's a reason that the statistic is that they that after a loss they've they've scored uh, in in any in the twenty one games that they've lost after a loss they've scored sixty nine goals conceded uh, sixty seven goals conceded nine or something like that you know they come out and they score goals after losing, and they did that again today uh, I'm going to come to some of your comments there because oh I think Paddy might be messaging me because I forgot to send him uh, Is he? is Paddy messaging me no. Um sorry guys, that's great podcasting. I thought I, I didn't send Paddy an invite because I d- I know he probably gonna find it very, very tough to get get reception, but we'll catch him. I will I'll send him an invite now, but I know he's gonna find it tough to get reception. Um and we'll catch him again after uh during the week. Uh maybe he doesn't want to talk about it. I couldn't blame him. And um, but let's take a look at some of your comments there, guys. Um but but Matt Hanlon thank you so much, Matt. Thank you so much. Um Really appreciate that as always, Matt. You're just you're a serious contributor to the to to the podcast. Um, and I really appreciate everything you do. Um... So a lot of people talking about Bailey that they've done you know that Bailey maybe you know didn't didn't look up for the fight today. A lot of people talking about Duran. I'm just gonna just because this <laughs> this, this because this is John Duran. I, I don't know how he got into to to message uh, as quickly as he did after the game, but I felt a lot better at full time than I did at halftime. taught McGinn steady everything in midfield. Coutinho played well and Duran looks about. Do you know what John? I hadn't pre-read this comment. I just put I just popped you up on the screen because your name is John Duran. Um but I actually agree with you. I agree with you. I was my uh I I was not a nice person to be around at halftime. I was spitting feathers and I was trying to get out of the room so I wouldn't swear as much in front of my child. <laughs> I'm not usually a kind of a, a sweary type of guy, but I had to walk out of the room and like nearly scream into a pillow somewhere because I found it the first half. The first half I thought was the first half I thought was was like I felt embarrassed watching the first half because of how easily it happened, and that doesn't usually happen to me and I hate that and and i i usually like i I'm usually of the opinion of never feel embarrassed because you're not the one playing you know never be embarrassed to follow your follow the team you're you're following because at the end of the day that team has means something to you, so never be embarrassed about something that means something to you ever 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 but what I mean by that is that when I, I, I just felt there was a couple of moments there whereby that first half was kind of like anybody here ever watched The X Factor back when it was in its day And they'd have the blooper reel of people who came in and auditioned and were absolutely horrendous. And sometimes you'd watch it. Well, I know I used to watch it and cringe. Cringe is probably the, the better word I should use as opposed to embarrassment. I used to watch it and I used to watch it like that, cringing at looking at it uh, when I was younger and it was on. Um, there was times I was cringing looking at some of the defending for Aston Villa today, um, but then the second half came and I agree with John here. I thought McGinn did steady the ship. I thought Coutinho is looking Coutinho is looking like an impact sub that we will need throughout the course of the course of this year. I thought he looked really good when he came on. Couple of lovely round the corner passes, lovely weighted balls. A um, couple of times he skipped out of it back into the centre of midfield and and got players under uh, uh, got players turning, which is really good. Um, and then obviously John Duran came on and looked really good. I thought I thought John Duran looked like he cared, looked like he really cared when he came on today. So fair play to him. Um, and, and 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 yeah, I like essentially I could finish up the podcast now because John Duran has surmised exactly how I feel about this game. Um, I always felt that we were going to lose. I just wanted us to lose with dignity. And I think coming out of the second half, there's a point to me. There's a case to be made that we saw changes at halftime. Um, within the, our setup and our system, that led towards that, but the first forty five minutes is a specific is a spectacular bone of contention, I think because of because it was so it was it was so disjointed, not not disjointed, it was so we were so far off the pace. that's what it looked like. It looked like man City knew what they were going to do four steps ahead, and we were consistently reacting and, and that's never a nice place to be. Never a nice place to be in the football field. Um, Jay says definitely missing Mings. Kanza had a decent game. Some important blocks. Actually, you are correct. I mentioned the back four there, and I completely negated, uh, neglected to mention Kanza. I thought Kanza did okay today. I thought he did okay today. Yeah. Um, important block from Alvarez, I think, in the back post. Um, also, I thought he did okay. He, he went absolutely went through somebody uh, uh, when he was very very high up the field there in the second half. Um, but still. Um, it, uh, it it does it does, and John Steele says it's another example of how important Mings is to this team. It really is. Um, and saying that, I still think we need to improve personnel wise. I still think that we need. I still think we need somebody to push a Tyrone Mings or Are so passive. Not that I want to of the team or anything, but like that's how you build good teams. Diego Carlos is going to be back on the field soon. That's going to be good. Back on grass soon. That's going to be good. But it could be another four weeks before we see him in the team. We've Arsenal. We've a couple of we've a couple of other tricky tricky assignments to come until then. So hopefully, um, Mings is back and fit and firing soon. Um. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Rick says if Duran finished that. Yeah, if Duran finished that, I think we would have completely and uh, ignored. The rest of the game, and just spoke about John Duran because I thought he was really good. I thought he ran the channels. I thought he got he got feisty in midfield. Um, I thought a couple of his uh, like the run, the support run he made for Friday Watkins, Friday Watkins goal. I thought he broke his absolute neck to try and get there. Um, there was no lack of effort from John Duran today. And fair play to him because sometimes that's enough to get you through. Even, like, and what I mean by that is, obviously, he's got talent. But what I mean by the effort is enough to get you through if you don't fully know or you aren't fully sure about what the level is you're playing against. Does that make sense? I think that might make sense. You know, you can out-effort people. For sure, you can out-effort people. Um... Uh, yeah, Chris Gonzalez, Christopher Gonzalez says I thought the subs were bright. I thought the subs played very well. I thought Moreno came on, played well as well. Um one person actually did he come off? Let me just check who scored. Did Jacob Ramsey play the full game? Um uh, Jacob Ramsey didn't impress me today. He didn't he didn't do much. You know, he was did he play the full game or did he come off? Sorry there. I I, I can't remember. Everybody, if he did, yeah, uh, no, he came off. He came off. Um, um, Yeah, he he came off when when Coutinho came on. Um, No, the reason I say that is because he just didn't affect the game positive. Well, he affected it negatively, giving away the penalty. But I just didn't think he affected the game in any way, shape, or form. But then again, neither did Bundia Neither did neither did Bukayo Kamara. Neither Kamara get got last Rodri for the first goal. That, like, what's Aston McPhee doing? What's he doing? We have to ask that question. I think there's 11 goals we've conceded now from corners. Some, somebody tweeted me today to say 11 goals we've conceded from set pieces uh, this season. Like what, what's going on there? We have a dedicated set piece coach. He sp- seems to spend his time with the clipboard giving instructions to substitutes coming on. I'm being unfair because obviously he can have more than, more than one role. But Man City didn't do anything out of the ordinary from any one of those corner routines in the first half, and we looked like we had, we looked like we never defended a corner before. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That header was a bullet. Emmy Martinez. I don't think Emmy Martinez takes any blame. Don't think he could kept that out. We were we were all flat footed for that goal. And probably. I, I messaged and I said that boobakar. I, I tweeted and I said the boobakar was caught, caught rotten. Looking at it again, he was the man behind the scrum. But then again, there was nobody marking Rodri, and I know they do this. And I know Gundogan. He made himself big, so Rodri had a, had had an arc turn around to get onto it, but. I just don't think it's good. I don't think it's good enough setup. I'm gonna to have to watch it again because I I I, th- I think it's I I, I I don't know. Like if you've got a dedicated set piece coach, surely you that is that's a simple tactic that's done in every single football game. But if you've got a dedicated set piece coach, surely you have a way to set up to to negate that or even make the arc further, the arc of the run further so that it goes outside the scoring area or outside that sweet spot anybody out there, I don't, I've, I've never gone into any detail on set pieces ever anybody out there know if I'm talking through my hat, anybody out there want to, want to educate me on it because uh, I'm kind of I don't really know, I don't know, I don't know a whole part about set pieces, I've never once looked at any literature or anything like that on, on set pieces, never once Or have I? Might have thought it a lie. Might have done it once. But still, that's not the point. It's not me we're critiquing here, okay? It's Aston McPhee. It's not me we're critiquing. It's Aston McPhee. Um, or whoever's doing the set pieces. I don't even know if he's still the set piece guy within this setup. It's just he was brought in as the set piece guy. Anyway. Beside the point. Beside the point. Um, beside the point. Uh... Yeah, so that's, that, that's kind of my feelings on it. First half, Paddy texted me, texted into a group of me in the first half. He said, we needed soldiers in the first half and what we had, was, we had was some passengers. I think that's fair enough to say. I think there's a lot of players there who will hold their hands up and say, Oof, I was cock-cold in the first half. I don't know how you get cock-cold against but uh, Get caught co- co- cold to that level of, uh, of degree. Upstairs, because I think people were cock-cold upstairs in that game. And that's difficult to coach out of players. That's difficult to coach out of players. So, where do we go from here, I suppose, is the big question. We put this one behind us. It was always going to be a loss. I think, like, sorry, it wasn't always going to be a loss. I said we were going to draw beforehand. Um, but I think we were hopeful we would get something, but we weren't expecting. That's That's the phrase I think Paddy used. So, we should go in and look to win games. We should. I thought we went to, went into this game looking sheepish, and that's the one thing I worry about. You know, we lose. We have no John McGinn on the field today, who has worn the captain's armband this year. We've no Tyrone Mings on the field, who has been a captain for this team for quite a while, and. Emmy Martinez is in goals. There's only so much a goalkeeper can do from a leadership point of view, from being in goals. That's why there's always this argument around should a goalkeeper ever be captain, X, Y, and Z. I don't know. Once again, it comes back to it comes back to this again. I don't know where the leadership comes from out the field. And people say Ashley Young, once again, he's right back. Who didn't have the best game against Leicester, didn't have the best game here today. I don't know where the leadership comes from. And and he's and look, that's me piling in on Ashley Young. He's thirty-seven, bound to be soon to be thirty eight years of age. I've made my piece of the fact that I think he's been absolutely brilliant for Aston Villa this season. This isn't me piling in on him at all. But I'm talking about leadership value. It's an interesting one. It's one to think about. And well it's not, it's one that I've been thinking about for the last three years, to be honest with you. Um and yeah. And I, I I think that's 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 kind of my feeling on it. The soft underbelly is still there, unfortunately. But then again, we, then again, the same players are still there, more or less, in the main. The Same players are still there. So, um, it's it, there's, there is work to do. I think we always knew it. Um, our our start is still good. You know, our start under Una Emery. This isn't a reflection for me on Una Emery at at, at, at all. Like. You can talk about him not spending money in the in in the January window or whatever. I think that's completely that's that's a separate argument. I think we could have about today. I think you I think you can you can argue based on the merits of today that you know I, and I know what they, I know what people would say is oh yeah, but if he bought another centre half, he wouldn't have had to pay to Callum Chambers, and yeah, that's fine. Or if he bought another striker, he wouldn't have had to pay to Leon Bailey, man, that's that's fine. But there are two different arguments. I think I think there are two different arguments. Um for me at that bit when you look at games uh games in a in a silo like this, because we've no idea who he bought or who we would have bought or if they would have come in and stunk up the place as well. So for me, it's it's kind of two different arguments. Um I hope that makes sense. But like we we just looked a small bit powder puff today um on the field and and, and that and the first half and that's the frustrating part. That's the frustrating. That's the cringy part of it. We've done it again. We've rolled over in the first half, given ourselves a lot to do. Uh, played a bit better in the second half, but the damage was done, and the team needs to learn from it, and the players need to learn from it too. Um, and I am sure they will. And as Una Emery says, games like that give you a lot more information than you had beforehand. And I'm sure he will have those. Um, the that that uh. That information, uh, I'm sure he'd get what he needs from it. Like I know, I know, I'm seeing in the comments there that some people are saying that you know you never defend that heavily in your own half. Well, like I, I, I don't know what people expected us to do uh, other than defend. In, in like we couldn't get a hold of the ball. We were completely blown out of it in midfield due to due to um, player errors and 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 carrying one or two players. In the first half, and we were, and and like I I don't know what what more you would have expected to do. Like we were criticised against Leicester for not defending enough, and now we're, you know the I, I've seen on Twitter, and, and I'm not even looking. I don't even know if somebody's put it in the comments. I'm not calling anybody out for this if they haven't the comments, but I saw it in, in in Twitter that oh we're defending too much against Manchester City. Like if you can't get the ball, you try and solidify, but we couldn't do anything against that team because of individual errors. Look, we could talk about this till the coast come home. It's like there is there is no win. There's there's no point in, in in even in even having meaningful I'm gonna not even call them arguments, but there's no point in 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 debating it. We've lost three one, and I think everybody will agree it was poor in the first half, and the second half we looked a small a bit better, kind of like the Leicester game. So anyway, I'm going to leave it at that, guys. Positives, I'm going to leave it on the positives. Positives were a great finish from Ollie Watkins. I actually, and, and I know I didn't come to some of your comments there because there's just a bazillion of them. I'll actually go to a few of them before. Sorry, before I leave. I do apologize. Um, Peter Lennon says, Coutinho looks hungry again. Impact player last 20 minutes. I think so, too. I think he looked really good. Um, Rob Henry, do you know what? This is a great, great note to... To 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 come towards the end of the podcast on, as well as our season will not be defined by this match and it absolutely won't be defined by this match. No, you're dead right. And and I think I'm actually going to remind myself of that uh, midway through the week when I start to think about the game again. And um, but fair play, that is a really really good um good good uh, way to think about it. Pete Tandy also says we won the second half. Yeah. We won the second half. You'll never sing that. That's what we can sing to, to uh, Man City fans. Um, uh, just on the penalty as well, standing on the word said Grealish didn't need, a, need an invite to go down for the penalty, but he was caught. He was, he was clipped from behind. I think was naive defending. He was grabbed that. I, I, I look, I think it's penalty all day long. It, it's, it, it's, it's a penalty all day long. I, we know what we're getting from Jack Grealish there, whether he dives or whether he doesn't dive. I, I think he's. He, I, I still think it's penalty. And and and, and the, regardless, three 0 two 0 I I I I don't know. Um, I can see why. you feel it was? Why people feel it was soft, and that's 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 fine. It's it's not it's not it's not an argument. What I have I want to have with people, and uh, not that I that I don't think that you're right. It's just that, it, to me, it's, it's one of those things that doesn't really matter now. <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because uh, uh, I think the VAR would have given it anyway. If it wasn't given, I think VAR would have given it because of the contact. Um, but he does go down, um, and and he did it for us too. Um, unfortunately, uh, we are. It's it's tough when, uh, you know, when when we see him him do it against us, um just like it was tough when Ashley Young, um, was playing against us and was scoring against us, and you know that's that's uh it's not nice to see a former a former um hero of ours to to, to look it's, it was a penalty and and he made a meal of it and i think everybody's right um no matter what they say about it it's fine um where else are we uh <clears throat> sorry that was very very deep of me to say that to, to go into there as you can see guys i'm i'm a small bit lost for words in this and i'm, I'm kind of arguing with myself at times during this podcast but it's like it is what it is. It, I found it a frustrating performance. Um, where else are we? Uh, 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 Englishman in Prague says i believe leaving the manager, but this is a terrible lineup. And the bench was a joke. Team never turned up. First half, second half better. A Decent setup gets a point. I, I just don't know what he could have done. What, what, like, and I like as I say, here we go with the the the, the two arguments are. Could he should he have spent more in in January? I think we all agree on that. We absolutely all agree on that. But he didn't. And I think the I think you know the second argument then is what could he have done better to to, to set this team up? Maybe brought Moreno in as at, at left back instead of Dina. Um we didn't have another centre half. So what we had at the moment, I think that's what he could have done with and look, it's I don't know. I don't know, guys. Um, as I say, I'm not here to tell anybody how to find or anybody that they're wrong. I'm trying to process it myself as well, so um, it is difficult without Patty being here sometimes, um, to to talk to yourself for the bones of half an hour. But I'm not saying that anybody's wrong when I show up these comments. I'm just trying to process it myself. But uh, anyway, um, I think I'm going to finish up because uh, where is Patty? Patty is right. I don't know where's Patty. Uh, maybe that could have be been about Patty wasn't able to come on. <laughs> I can't remember uh, where that came from. Uh, yeah, guys, I think I'm going to finish up there. Um, uh, the, yes, Michael Hogan says Neil. Some of our starting players will be in the bench. Will be bench players next season. The Redbrick Palace was not built in a day. Chin up, and let's all move on. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I think we're going to leave it at that as well, guys. That uh, you know, um, this is a game that we would have hoped to play better in, um, but it, the first half was poor, and we march on towards Arsenal uh, next week. Uh, this has been a particularly tough one to do. It's actually I found the acquaintance at the Stevenage. Found Stevenage post match easier to do, um, than this one because I just think I was like I expected a small a bit more, it, uh, of of a performance in this game, whereas the Stevenage one was just complete and utter shock. Uh, but thanks guys for putting up with me. I know I probably I listen back to this and go Jesus, what in the name was I saying there? I don't even know what, what point I was trying to get through, uh, there. But uh, thanks million for putting up with me. I really appreciate it. I'm going to leave it at that, though, because I don't want to labour my half-made points here. And um, we will be back again. I'm going to get Paddy on during the week just to see how he feels about it. That's if he's he's, he's after messaging me saying, I am not in a position to talk, to contribute, was it, I think is the way that he said. So I think that sums it all up uh, about how pa- oh, about how Patrick is feeling today. We might get him back on again later on in the week or, or maybe tomorrow or early in the week, should I say. Um, to see what, what the feeling was in the ground and so on. Thanks, everybody, for, for popping on. I do apologise for the quality of this one. I feel like I uh, I made about 14 half points in this and I didn't feel it, follow any of them through because I, I more or less had an argument or contradicted myself in the middle of it. Um, so I apologise if that was the case. But we will see you again later on in the week. Thanks a million for tuning in. Heads up, don't let I know it's hard to say don't let it ruin your Sunday, but... Um, we we move on towards the next game and uh, Una Emery has a lot of work to do and he's a lot of and the, the the team have a lot of learnings from today to try and implicate because it doesn't get any easier next week when the leaders the league leaders roll into town so let's hope that we have a full complement of bodies number one and secondly we hope that um. Our game planning is is, uh, is slightly more on point uh, for Arsenal next week and that we can go there and maybe try and get some points out of that game as well. So thanks very much, everybody, for watching. I do appreciate it. Stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa.